Hello there, I'm Paul Church. I'm the director of the Anemo Group and your host of Talent and Growth, the podcast dedicated to all things talent attraction and retention. And today, uh, we've got a guest I've been looking to speak to for quite a while, Milimo Banji, uh, the founder of Tapping. Uh, Milimo is 25 years old and Tapping are a leading social first creative agency, uh, specifically who focus on uh, attracting Gen Z talent. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today, how businesses can actually attract that Gen Z talent. So I hope you enjoyed this convo as much as I did. Uh, here's Milimo. And listen, if you enjoy the episode, uh, you've been enjoying the podcast in general, please do give us a good rating. Uh, please do subscribe. It really does help. Here's Milimo. Mills, welcome to Talent and Growth. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm fantastic. Really good to be here, Paul. Thank you for inviting me onto the podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Well, look, I think as, uh, best, the best place is always to start, but if you wouldn't mind telling us a bit about you, your career, your journey, and what you do now. Yeah, I think a really good uh, question. Uh, for those that don't know me, I'm, I'm Milimo. Some people call me Mills. Uh, Milimo Banji or LinkedIn across all my channels. And um, I am the founder and CEO of a media company called Tapin. And to kind of put it simply, we're a media company that is mission driven first, you know, so we're on a mission to prepare 100 million young people for the world of work. So that's the thing that kind <clears> of <throat> drives the whole agency. It's what we do intrinsically. Um, but we also support organizations in how they attract, engage and retain diverse talent you know so we work with you know mainly FTSE 100 FTSE 250 sometimes even you know startup businesses you know in developing all of their strategies around attraction with a particular focus on you know how they attract and engage diverse talent fantastic well look um, let's dive straight into it i think we'll be we'll be talking around a few things today diversity absolutely but we're going to be focusing a fair bit on, on gen z so Let's just talk through first of all, top line. What are some of the, the differences in characteristics of Gen Z compared to Gen Y? Yeah, I think, you know, a, a very good question. I feel like it's a question that we always kind of, you know, I, I, I always get from all of our clients and, you know, different parties are always very interested in kind of Gen Z. I think one of the most obvious ones is, you know, um, the years that Gen Z were present, the years that Gen Z were actually born, you know, we're digital natives, you know, we, we kind of grew up in the era of, you know, social media and kind of like iPhones and technology, you know, so what we're seeing is with Gen Z, there's a lot of young people that are into things like entrepreneurship, you know, people want to be their own bosses. I'm sure you've you probably heard or seen over the pandemic tons. I think some research came in from uh, a partner of ours, Fanbytes, and they did some research during the pandemic and it was like 65% of Gen Z's actually started their own businesses, you know, so... Um, some of the differences are with digital natives, you know, we've obviously brought, we've also been, been brought up in a different kind of era with technology at the forefront of how we, you know, operate, do business, communicate and engage, you know, and I think the, the other thing is, you know, there are things like you know, mental health, which are really, really important to us, you know, really, really important. So, you know, a lot of times I'll, I'll speak to employers or I'll speak to some of our clients and they'll be like, what are some of the things that young people care about? And you talk about things like mental health. You know, we talk about the importance of that support that you're actually providing to young people as they develop or move through their careers. It's a massive, massive thing for young people, you know. So that's one of the other differences. Then you've got things like flexibility. You've got things like, you know, um, being able to kind of 
you know, have leadership or management. You know, it's like when we go into a company, we want there to be structure. We want there to be a progression, reward, and reward doesn't look like, hey, let's have a you know ping pong table or let's have a slide or let's have you know dogs and pets. These things are great. They're all additional things. You know, what we really care about is when companies or businesses pay real attention to us. When they pay real attention to our development, they pay real attention to understanding our characteristics and they have development plans in place which then allow us to uh further develop and yeah it's 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 an interesting one because over the pandemic a lot of things that gen z really cared about pre-pandemic gen y and you know all the other generations they've all kind of merged into one things like mental health that's now become like a staple thing you know i think pre-pandemic a lot of organizations might not have put be honest on something like mental health because it's like well it's part of the job it's stressful just you know get on with it but now post pandemic we've seen you know how <clears throat> this uh change in, in in shift from 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 companies and, and different organizations where people have choice now right people have choice you've had time with the pandemic to kind of you know figure out whether this is the company you're going to be at at the end we've seen this whole shift where, where employees are going from one company to another through that period, they've figured out that, look, like if a company does not provide me with set things, I just won't be here. I find another job, you know, and we saw this whole great resignation where people were leaving companies and going to find either start their own businesses or going to other, or going to other organizations that's now pushed this whole mental health agenda. And we're seeing that actually, all of the wants and needs that were characteristics of Generation Z are now just merging with some of the other, you know, um, older generations. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think there's um, what we've got now. Of course, is this this apart from the fact that the new generation are coming through, or the Gen Zs are coming through into the workforce anyway, because of the labour shortage, businesses are starting to look. Um, at earlier a talent that's earlier on in their years anyway, to, and maybe with, with a view of upskilling. So the big question is, how can business stand out and try and actually attract Gen Z? So what, what kind of advice do you give? Yeah, I think that's a good question. I think, you know, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, things like diversity and inclusion and, what, and why those are important. Personally, I think early talent or your early careers is the key to building longer term diverse businesses or diverse organizations. You know, at the senior level, you can bring in people that can enact change. But I feel like any change that is um, that, that has longevity and has long term value always starts at the grassroots level. And the grassroots level is early careers. These are the people that they come in right as you know interns or apprentices or grads. And then within two or three years, they're moving up the ranks, right? They're moving into those mid-level, senior level positions. And then off the back of that, that's when the business starts to become diverse right from the get-go. So in terms of how you attract them, I think the first thing to do is understand what platforms that they're on, you know? So if you're looking to engage with Generation Z, first, of, first and foremost, understand what platforms that they're actually on, what platforms do they spend most of their time on, you know? And we're seeing that the top four platforms at the moment are Instagram, you know, TikTok, we're seeing uh, YouTube and um, Snapchat being the platforms that a lot of young people are spending all of their time on. So if you're looking to engage with Generation Z, if you're looking to engage with you know, Gen Z talent, first understand the platforms that they're on 
and then off the back of that begin to build strategies on how to engage them on those um, on those platforms and there's there's loads of things you can be doing you know i think the the, the biggest mistake that a lot of employers make sometimes is they think that oh our strategy on you know youtube is just going to be the same as instagram right because they're well, social platforms right if we produce a video for instagram we can just post it on on youtube or vice versa but actually every single platform has some similarities but there are so many nuances that make each platform so unique you know so definitely understand all the platforms first of all and what makes them different and what makes them unique and then build you know uh, targeted strategies to engage talent what are kind of the, just the top line kind of uh, nuances you mentioned around the, those different platforms that people should just, you know, the first things you'd say about each one? Yeah, absolutely. So YouTube is a longer form content. So if you're looking to engage with, with talent or anyone on YouTube, one thing to understand is that it's a platform which engages very well in long form content. So, you know, videos that are over 10 minutes tend to perform really, really well on YouTube because people go to YouTube and they'll search for people, they'll search for terms, you know, how to, you know, cook, you know, how to cook lasagna, you know, um, how to ace my text people. It's, it's, it's a search driven platform um, where people actually generally will search for things and find that content. And because they've searched for it, they're willing to spend 10 minutes, 15 minutes watching longer form videos that give them that insights. You know, whereas if you look at a platform like TikTok, which is a discovery platform where you don't search too often for content, it's on your feed. You know, content pops up onto your feed, your friend might send you a video, you like that video, or your friend knows that you like something or you find something funny, they send it to you, you like that video, you like and tap the algorithm. The more you do that, the algorithm begins to learn about your characteristics, it begins to learn about the kind of things that you really like on the platform and it will serve you more of that exact type of content. So. Just in terms of differences, YouTube being what longer form, search driven, you know, and uh, TikTok being one being a platform which is uh, led by you know, discoverability and content that almost pops up and uh, appears on your feed accordingly. Yeah, TikTok's a scary thing to me. I think when I was just bored in the first uh, first lockdown, I downloaded it, and I uh, just you just fifteen twenty minutes have passed. I've just watched so much content of dogs and cats and people dancing. I was like, I need to get this out. I can't. This is this isn't good for my brain. But I appreciate it's good for some. What's interesting though is that you've. Um, it's, I suppose it's kind of obvious though. You've not mentioned LinkedIn, uh, and typically when we talk about um, talent attraction or going going out and looking for people, whether you work in recruitment or internally, that's your go to. That's your first place you'll go. Going, but is that perhaps a little bit lazy of us to go straight there when really you're saying that that kind of talent isn't necessarily going to be engaging on that? Yeah, I think, you know what, like it depends on the kind of talent you're looking to engage with. You know, when you look at Gen Z, we know that there's only only 17% of Gen Z are actually on LinkedIn, you know, a mere 17%. And um, you know, of that 17%, something like 8 or 9% are actually active as in they use the platform not posting or creating content but they'll use it to browse once in a while you know so i think it depends on what demographic that you're looking to engage with gen Z, we know that the proportion of young people that are actually on linkedin is stupendously low we've seen incredible case studies where you know we've worked on platforms like tiktok and um and snapchat to attract talent you know we've done some of our best campaigns just on those platforms because we understand that that is where the talent is. We did a, a campaign recently with uh, 
a construction company. I don't know if I can name them on the podcast or, you know, but a construction company where they were like, look, we are trying to engage with, you know, I think it was, they wanted to make a thousand highs, you know, and we didn't use LinkedIn. We used TikTok and Snapchat as the main platforms. We got them over nearly 10,000 applications and they made their thousand highs in the space of one month. So again, if you know where the audience actually is, if you know how to engage with the audience, then um, it makes it makes your strategy um, a lot more nuanced and you can actually deliver better results. And what about, so if we know where, where to go to look, um, how, how should we be conveying our branding and how should that look if we want to attract this talent board? It's all very well having the best intentions and having the things which you know will appeal to Gen Z, but how do we make sure we're getting it out there in our branding? Yeah, absolutely. That's a, good, that's a good, really good question. Um, <clears throat> I'll probably say t- two things. You know. The first one is, again, nuance, understand those separate platforms, understand what makes TikTok tick, what makes you know Instagram work in the way it does, what makes YouTube work and, and you know Snapchat. Understand them first. And then if you're a complete beginner, spend time on those platforms. You know, see the kind of content that's getting the most views. See the kind of content that is trending. You know, we tend to see that content that trends on these platforms, um, on these platforms delivers the best results. Is there a way that you as a business can jump onto a pre-existing trend? We've seen tons of trends and I'd argue and say one of the easiest ways to go viral on social media is to jump on trends, you know? so. First thing is, how can you tailor your content to fit current trends or current patterns of behavior on social media? And then actually how the content looks, the massive thing, you know, how does that content look? Is it suited for that platform? You know, are, are you taking the YouTube video and just pasting it on uh, on, on Instagram in, um, you know, uh, what's the format? Four by three, you know, square format, or are you actually thinking and saying, actually, this is Instagram, it needs to be nine by 16, you know, is the format actually right? Then actually, does that content engage with young people? Does it engage with Gen Z? Does it warrant their time and attention? When they see on their feed, are they stopping? Or is it like, oh, hey, it's just another boring piece. You will see quite cleverly on TikTok, (laughs) creators always have these eye-grabbing titles, you know, they'll have like an eye-grabbing title, and uh, or they'll have like a visual that's you know grabbing or, or they'll literally say stop you know if you're this person stop and then immediately if somebody says stop to you irrespective of what you're doing you're gonna stop you know so figuring out all the kind of nuanced ways to uh, engage with these audiences is good so content is one thing the other thing I'd say is uh, you know utilizing and working with influencers you know so influencers are these individuals for those that don't know who own masses of communities this can be you know tens of thousands sometimes hundreds of thousands sometimes even millions you know of people that will engage with their content you know they will follow them anything they do it's like gospel like if i this influencer is purchasing this product i'm gonna go buy it as well because i want to be like this influencer so that's why you know in the consumer space you've seen influencer marketing do so well you know but there are masses of companies right now you know um, a partner of ours, Fanbytes, has just been sold, you know, just recently. It's like they just got an email about an hour ago, you know, and they do influencer marketing. You know, they've just been sold just because that space is, is absolutely um, incredible. Um, but the influencers can be used also for recruitment. You know, you can use influencers for recruitment and you can understand that these are communities of people who they can mobilize to action. You know, the only reason why products are sold or 
you can recruit people into a business is because influencers have the power to mobilize people into action. You know, so if you as a brand are thinking about reaching that audience deeply, one of the best things that you can do is work with these influencers, work with them, find the right ones in your niche. You know, if you're a tech company, work with tech influencers, you know, a fashion brand or your fashion employer or um, a consultancy or a bank or whatever space you're in, there will be influencers in those niche communities who you can work with to deliver value at that level. You know, so I'd say two things, very much the content, but also um, see the power and value of influencers. Is there, it's one of the mistakes um, that businesses make when they're trying to tap into Gen Z that someone like me who's Gen Y or even someone in Gen Z, Gen X is trying to do it rather than actually saying, right, we probably need to get someone from Gen Z to try and tap, be the one who's tapping into Gen Z. Is that, is that, or is that too simplistic? Yeah, I think that's, it, it's an interesting one that one is because you can find some really, really cool Gen you know, Y or Gen, 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 Gen X people that live and breathe social media. They're always on TikTok. They're always on, on Snapchat. They're always on these platforms, you know, and that can be a route to actually producing good content, but that's very rare. You know, the truth of that happening is, is super rare. It doesn't happen all the time. You know, if you're looking at <clears throat> percentages, like less than 1%, that's, it's like a unicorn thing to happen. A lot of the times, you know, companies will go to agencies or organizations that understand or have expertise in those spaces. You know, you tend to find a lot of full service agencies that will do your website, that will do your social media, that will do your hiring, that will do your placement, that will do everything, you know, and there is a space for that because companies you know, need that. But also, you know, if you're looking to engage with a specific community or a specific audience and engage with them really well, there is value, pertained value in working with organizations that have the expertise. You know, they have an expertise in, wait, we're looking to have diverse talent. Okay, let's work with this organization because that's their expertise. Or actually, we're looking to engage with, you know, Gen Y. Great. There is a specific agency that will help you to engage with Gen Y in that particular way. So I'm a firm believer that there's always pertained value in working with experts in their space because most of the times, or more than 90% of the time, you will get those results because that's the area of expertise, you know? And you mentioned earlier about in terms of the content, jumping on trends is, is definitely a good thing to do. Is there anything else around content which Gen Z typically respond well to? Yeah, I would say yeah. user-generated content tends to do very well. You know, so can you, as an employer, get people that work or are part of the business to share their journeys? You know, I know sometimes this very polished piece of content, it's got a space, but I think people connect with people that are authentic and people can see when, you know, companies have spent, you know, hundreds of thousands of pounds or a lot of money on like a really super polished video that isn't reflective of them or their people what tends to hit the audience and if I probably connect with an audience better is an authentic user generated piece, you know, it's a user generated piece because it's like you're giving people a raw authentic view as to what life, you know, in your employee shoes actually looks like that can be, you know, you can create a day in the life video, you can do um, direct to camera, like direct to camera, UGC video. There are so many ways of being able to produce engaging user-generated content um, and all of these t tend to really work but it's something that we always see 
you know, employers or clients missing out on. They they will spend so much money on a polished video, which has its space, but actually we see the best results coming from that authentic piece, that authentic, you know, front to camera piece when it's like I'm speaking to a camera or someone's sharing their authentic viewpoint um, through user generated uh, content. Yeah, it's, it's um, we were kind of talking about it before we were on air, and one of the conversations I keep having with businesses in terms of their branding is that, um, I mean, if you ask any CEO in the problem in the country their biggest problem, they'll probably say it's getting the right people in to help put their product or services together. Yet if you look at their branding, typically it's targeted at either clients um, or it's based around their product itself, and not actually much time is spent around giving that authentic look at what the business looks like internally. Um, there's a business called Avalara who I'd, 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 I've seen some of their videos. They're a, a, a SaaS business in Brighton and they've got a video which is around interviewing all the people in the business and they keep keep the outtakes in it and things like that. So it's really raw. It's really, it's really you know, silly. There's like mistakes in it and it, it's just great. You know, and you get a really good feel for what that company looks like from that. So I find, find that interesting. But what I was, oh, the next question I suppose was gonna be was um, where else, I think I've given one example if you, if you agree, but where else do companies go wrong when it comes to trying to attract Gen Z? Yeah, I think the other piece is, is understanding the audience. You know, we always push research, you know, as a piece to understand. So if you're looking to engage with, and, and again, when people talk about Gen Z, Gen Z in itself is very diverse. Right? You, are you talking about black Gen Z? You know, are you talking about Asian talent? Are you talking about, you know, um, white talent? Gen Z isn't. It's 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 a, it's a group of people, but within those groups of people, are even more deeper nuances and deeper niches. You know, so the first thing that we always say to companies is before you start thinking about your Gen Z strategy, could you do some research? Right? Could you speak to? those audiences could you try and understand a bit more about their habits their wants their needs what attracts them to employers use that research as the premise to actually build your campaign or to build your strategy you know and that that's that's the piece that a lot of companies forget you know and i know how important data is to any business right if you've got data you've got solid actionable data on the audience that you can use that that goes leaps and bounds and a lot of times we find that to, to actually go into the business and share data and actually open doors, you know, because a lot of times businesses aren't convinced, oh, why do we need to invest in employer branding? Why do we need to produce this or this TikTok? And why is it important? I don't understand. But actually, if they can come with data or if they can produce some, some research or some data that says, hey, this is what our audience or the audience that we're looking to engage with, this is what they want. Right. This is what they want to see us producing. It's very difficult for anyone, CEO or C-suite level, or anyone to say no, because it's like the proof's in the pudding. Right. You've, you've got the report right in front of you. It shares all these insights, these unique insights. Um, why not leverage and, uh, and actually use them? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I had a, I had a question jotted down, which is pretty uh, quite a general question. I think back, look at it now, but it's how can businesses attract more diverse talent pool? And we've touched on that a little bit, but if we give you a scenario, so let's say you know I, we've just joined a business. We typically most of the business is is white, you know, Gen Y men or whatever. Um, you're thinking, right, this isn't going to work. We need to attract a more diverse range of talent. Um, where where are the starting points for that? Where, where where do you where do you go? Where do you start with that challenge? Yeah, I think a good question. I think. The first thing I'd always say is understand, you know, the experiences of diverse talent in the workplace, 
you know so are you looking to engage with age, asian talent for example what are their experiences in the workplace what are some of the biases or microaggressions that they face day to day first understand that you know because once you understand that as you're doing your hiring as you're doing your attraction as you're doing your engagement you're making sure to avoid those things you know because first of all once you understand their perspective you're then empowered with the knowledge to then go out and attract them in the best possible way and similarly if you're looking to attract uh, black talent do the exact same thing you know understand the black experience in the workplace you know, what are some of the microaggressions some of the things that some of the mistakes that employers are making when it comes to attracting engaging and retaining black talent and the best way to do that is to actually speak you know to to black talent have a conversation with them ask them these questions you know and again that's research that's you going out there and saying hey can we do some interviews can we do some focus group can we do some surveys let's begin to understand you know the experience what attracts them to our business you know what attracts black talent to our business or are there things or barriers that are actually stopping black talent from uh, applying to us as a business once you understand those you've got all the answers you know and you're not speculating by bringing on an external consultant who can give you some perspective but actually the best way to attract talent is to first begin right by conducting that research to understand diverse audience perceptions of you as an employer and then utilizing that to build a strategy first final question you mentioned around um, the construction business you've been working with and what you've done with them are there any other case studies which um, you might want to draw upon which which where you helped a business attract more gen z talents just so people can really understand what's possible either you know via going to an export or knowing what they're doing in-house yeah absolutely we've, been, we've worked with consultancies we've, we've worked with some of the biggest fashion brands you know um, in the industry just around supporting them with bringing in diverse talent into their um, into their businesses and a lot of the times it first starts with something like like research supporting them with a research piece uh, because even if we don't do any work with them it's like the business will be equipped with understanding those audiences first of all and then off the back of that we were you know we'd, we'd usually run some um, influencer campaigns you know because for us like influencer is such a such an underrated tool right now you know um, we've had some fantastic results where on a campaign, we got 86% of all of the applicants. And I think we generate like thousands of applicants for one of our clients. And 86% of those came from, you know, black, Asian, and underrepresented groups, you know, 86%. And again, that's testimony to almost uh, our, our strategy and how we actually reach out to this audience. And it was all organic. It was done in a way which was super unique. It wasn't um it wasn't an archaic way of engaging with this audience it was a very it was using influencers you know it was producing super cool content on platforms that these young people are going to be on these young diverse individuals are going to be on you know um and we've got a multitude of different kind of case studies around how we've done that for different clients but um it's 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 certainly something that i would definitely recommend understanding the audiences and then building unique strategies to engage with them fantastic well mills look i really appreciate our chat today i'm sure other people will as well and if they do want to reach out to you just to pick your brain um what's what's the best way for them to do so yeah absolutely i mean if, you, if you're on linkedin follow me it's uh milimo banji so m-i-l-i-m-o last name 
Banji, B-A-N-J-I. That's me on LinkedIn. Um, and yeah, that's probably the, the, the best place to engage with me. I'm kind of producing content all the time on LinkedIn about all these things that we've just spoken about today. And uh, just hit me up, drop me a DM and you know, we can connect there. Fantastic. Mills, thanks for being a part of Talent and Grow. It's been a great sitting down with you today. No, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me again.